Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. You're listening to Legends Library. Now, here's your host, Lisa Mountain and Kyle Rollins. Hi, everybody. I'm Lisa. And I'm Kyle. I'm Catherine. And I'm Corinthia. And you're listening to and watching Legends Library. We are a podcast dedicated to the Legends line of the Star Wars books and the expanded universe. Woo! And we have two guests tonight because we are celebrating the women of legend. So we're going to go through authors and all the amazing butt-kicking female characters in Star Wars Legends because there's so many. And I thought, why not ask these two amazing people who we both know uh, to come on and to talk about them. So, Catherine, first, if we can get a little bit of an update about Legends Con. And then Corinthia is going to talk a bit more about the tickets, guys. Yeah. So last time I was on here, I think we didn't have, I don't think we announced our first guest yet, even. Um, Yeah. So we have so far signed on. Sean Stewart, who Ooh. wrote Yoda Dark Rendezvous, Karina Bechko, who was the writer for Legacy Volume 2, and drumroll, Randy Stradley, which I am so excited for. Um, I We don't have time to list everything that he did with Star Wars. We'll be here all night. Um, but yes, so that's super exciting. Uh. <laughs> yeah, Kyle gestures to the entire like collection of yeah. comics behind him. Yeah. Um yeah, so that's all really great. Things are chugging along. We are doing ticket sales soon, which Corinthia will talk yes. about. But yeah, new and exciting things are happening every day. And just to remind everyone, it's September 9th and 10th in Burbank, California. Yes. Yeah. So um, tickets will be on sale hopefully very soon. We've been working pretty tirelessly on getting that ready for everybody. Uh, We will be running an early bird special for the first month or so, maybe two months. So you want to get on it quickly because we're going to have some pretty good prices for you guys. So stay tuned and keep your eyes peeled. (laughs) Yeah. And there's still the, the coffee campaign that's going on, guys. If you yes. want to yes. check that out, there's a, an early bird kind of in there as well. And plus, you know, little rewards that you can get, mm-hmm. which would be pretty cool too. Yeah. 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 I want to shout out the um, the subscriber benefits on that because yeah. we only have four people signed up for that so far. <laughs> and if you are subscribing at $10 or more or month, you get an exclusive a art piece or sticker, that sort of thing, um, designed by Arakel, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, um, Punch at Chewy Press. Yeah. Um, he's making cool, cool little Legends art pieces every month for those of us, those who are subscribing. So definitely yeah. worth it. Which is awesome. Like, guys, how often uh-huh. can you get Legends stuff anymore? You can't. So yeah. this yeah. is the way to get it. <laughs> <Yeah. For> us. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I don't know. I'm so excited. I mean, I can't help but talk all the time about it now. Oh, and, yeah. You know, uh, people, my friends are just getting a little like, okay, that's nice. Pat on that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not that I plan my outfits, but like, let's be real. We've all planned our outfits at this oh, yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm wearing. <laughs> yeah. So, well, you guys are going to be in costumes. Kyle, do you know what you're going to be wearing? I have a couple ideas, not nearly as definitive as and confident as as you <laughs> sounded there, but I have a couple ideas. Okay. okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, and Kyle, could you give us a bit of an update now on Supernatural Encounters? How it's going? Uh, so far, so good. There was some confusion with the website. Um, Joe addressed all that. Yeah. There, uh, a hard drive failure, to put it simply. And so that that got out of the way now. And we're expecting April for okay. everything being shipped out to everyone. Super stoked so. for it. Mm-hmm. Super stoked. Yep, so it's coming. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Kyle's been pretty Process secretive about everything, and like I always try to get know, a little bit to. every time. I'm like, just just tell a little something. I am gonna pick on you today for one of the first characters we're gonna cover because timeline. You know, I I do things by timeline. Yeah. So, but I thought we would kind of go into the authors first of 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 Legend because there's so many amazing female authors. So I thought we would start with our favorite. Jander Sema, who we really want to come to the con, like please come if you're if you're listening, please come. <laughs> like we're we're celebrating, you know. Tag her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're Tag celebrating. Her video, like, we we have oh. we haven't infi- officially invited her yet, happens. guys. We yeah. haven't like. Yeah. Well, this is this is kind of like we're, um, we're, we're focusing on like the local guests first. Remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, but you know. I think Patrick and everybody, I think, Brian, I think everybody would, would go along with it if we just kind of like, I mean, you know, at least put her in the link. And, you know, yeah. if she happens to see this video and it's just like, I'll, yeah. I'll settle for I that. Mean, <laughs> Randy Stradley her. emailed us. So, yeah, exactly. know, right? Which was amazing. That was <laughs> so, so awesome. great. Yeah. 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 yeah, listeners, Randy Stradley actually contacted us to participate. It wasn't us reaching out to him. We were all just like, what what just happened well, it's, like, it's, it's good that he did too because we could not find his contact info and that's, that's yeah. why he reached out to us he said he was like yeah i know that i'm like not easy to contact these days and it was like yeah we we tried to find you like yeah. i managed to stalk a bunch of other people online to find the email addresses but he was he was a digital ghost yeah yeah, yeah we we're still stalking some other other guys so there, there will be more coming down the line uh, yes. and we got more yes. things announced uh, coming but you know again today we're focusing on the women's uh of legends and because it's we're celebrating international women's day so why not why not let's talk about this so going back to jander sema so i mean what really can we say about her other than the fact that she did legacy and dawn of the jedi comics which are phenomenal Love phenomenal this. comics like she wrote and penciled it like her talent is just uh, phenomenal like what are some things that you like about her her work? I really like, I mean, my my favorite being this is me in my little Jedi box as usual. Um, I just love the Republic era stuff that she did, all like the, the Jedi series. Um Yeah. Yeah, those are fun. I was reading the the one shot comic that she did with 
when Han Solo met Quinlan. And it's such a funny little story of him still being like, the Force isn't real, even though he just witnessed <laughs> Quinlan Boss like, do all these Force tricks and like save him and like find his lightsaber and kill some guys. He's like, yeah, whatever. Like, <laughs> Typical Han. Typical Han. Like, still yeah. the denier. <laughs> but like, yeah, Jan's, Jan's art is I, I actually was just talking to Patrick about this. Um, Patrick's another person working on Legends Con and Supernatural Encounters, blah, blah, blah. Um, I Jan had posted on her public Facebook a like one of the, you know, Facebook memories kind of things of a page from Dawn of the Jedi and the pencil work on it is just so amazing. And Patrick and I were having a conversation yet again um, about <laughs> how we would love to see like just the pencil version of these comics published yeah. at some point, um, yeah. because the detail is just so amazing. Yeah. Does she sell any of her, like, just originals, or? I don't know. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> look at that beauty right there. Ah! Issue zero. Yeah. First print. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Figured <laughs> just to celebrate. Yeah. And, like, especially with Legacy, like, it in itself, has a huge following and mm-hmm. like where would we be without it i don't know like we got that yeah. continuation of like kate skywalker which is really awesome but yeah. they ended a ship war by having it be solo fell yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but she also- I, it's one of those blessings we got before you know everything wrapped up it, i that was definitely a blessing to receive <laughs> there are such things yeah didn't she also kind of create Ayla Secura, kind of? Like, I can't remember if it was she was in the movie first and then she created the character no, mostly, it, or? She, no, Ayla she was from the comics first, I yeah, believe. Yeah. Um, it was Quinlan who was in episode one yes, first, and, and then they, like, on made him an actual character. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But, yeah, Ayla, Ayla is from, and that's kind of, Every now and then when I hear people arguing that like, oh, you know, like Lucas never paid any attention to what was going on in the books and comics. It's like Ayla. Like right. he, he, Everyone he, yeah, she celebrated. And she celebrated him, for like... that cause. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like even Yeah, the... there's there's photos of him on set with the EU guide, you know, like. That's cool. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Coruscant, does Coruscant mean anything? <laughs> <laughs> saying right Funny story with that thanks I, tim you know like... I, I i heard that the reason that the pronunciation changed on corazon from how it had been in the audiobooks before phantom menace was that like poor little drake lloyd and being a kid like could not pronounce it the way that it had been pronounced in the audiobooks and that's that's what yeah. led to that change how, how was it pronounced originally I don't remember. Like, was, wasn't it, it was, it's not like I was listening to them at that point because I was a five-year-old. Um, but... Wasn't it just Coruscant? Coruscant? I thought it was Coruscant. Yes. Oh, really? That sounds oh, right. Oh, cross, oh from, from the... Which, oh, okay. as you can yeah. see, a small child would have a lot of problems trying to pronounce that. Yeah, those are some okay. crunchy syllables. <laughs> yeah. Well, then maybe he wasn't the chosen one after. <laughs> oh, sorry, you can't say that right now. Sorry. That's not sorry. fair. No. Yeah. No, there's still nice. sensitive news out there about about Mr. Lloyd, so we'll just. Um, yeah, I Star Wars definitely ruined that, that kid's life. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, nice. yeah I'm not gonna add to it any more than a, than a little bit yeah. of a joke, but forgive me. <laughs> Hopefully, he's doing okay. But. Um. <laughs> 
I mean, that just sounds right, Coruscant, instead of Coruscant. Like, who wants to live on a capital yeah, word, but... scant? Like, it reminds me of poop. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. like, that's where my but brain goes. And I, I mean... don't know. Well, now I'm wondering, like, how their plumbing works on this city planet like that. Like, where does their wastewater go? Oh, but anyways, oh, we're zero. getting way off track. <laughs> yeah, we're Just here to talk me. about women, and we're talking about poop. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyways, the, are we talking about how what is Coruscant's plumbing like <laughs> oh it's it's the rocket gun isn't it isn't that in the the beginning of rogue planet when um <laughs> they shoot it when isn't it when anakin's like because there's this whole thing he's like in in the basically excuse me oh excuse me you have to you well, i'll put a blaster it. bolt over that we we have sensors for for those don't worry everybody i'm so sorry yeah i do <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey. <laughs> anyway, yeah, mark that. And forgive me, I just definitely got lost. But anyway, um, yeah, Rogue Planet. When the the book opens, and he's he's in that cannon, and it fires off the wastes into the suns. Really? Oh man. Yeah, I barely I remember, remember that part, but I believe that's it's ringing a dim bell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's one of those. If it's been a while since I've read it, but all the same, like Obi Wan's just kind of like. I think he remembers, so it's kind of like, oh, you were down there again. <laughs> like, you're supposed to be studying. And you're down the there do, playing chicken with parts of the of the world gun, whatever it was called. I cannot remember off the top of my head. But yeah, it shot off all the waste into Coruscant's sons. I think <laughs> so maybe I was too naive to, to remember that. Like, it just didn't compute in I, my brain. I mostly <laughs> remember the, like, the spore creatures that, like, attach themselves. That's, huh? that's Yeah. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> we digress. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Might I be thought... some hard editing in that line right yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm leaving it in. Uh, so okay. our next author, I know Catherine is probably better to talk about this author more than anyone. Um, so Jude Watson or Judy Blundell, um, who did the Jedi Apprentice series, Quest, and The Last of the Jedi, um, creator of Siri Tachi, and of course, Ferris, who's... Your, my fave. Uh, your favorite and <laughs> not a girl but yes my fave yeah. <laughs> one of my faves um yeah well, and she also did a bunch of other young reader books um like all the episode one journals and all that mm -hmm. like I at one point I counted and I'm pretty sure she has more like if we just go off of books I think she has more than writer widoms I think so I think that she's the most prolific Star Wars author in terms of number of books but I could be wrong on that because you know we trying to find all like you know trying to count all of those we could be off on that count a little bit but yeah um one of the things that I really love about her books is even though like each series is definitely like the main characters of it are not women um like you know Jedi Apprentice is Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan Jedi Quest is Obi-Wan and Anakin, and then Last of the Jedi focuses on Ferris primarily. Um, the vast majority of every character that she introduces that's a new character is a woman, be it villains and side characters, other lead characters, yeah. um, which is just so cool. Like there's some really awesome like female villains in those books. Um, yes. Jenna Zanarver especially yes. is just like <laughs> such a funky little weirdo um like, <laughs> is, yeah so I I really enjoy that and like 
you mentioned Siri, um, but I also really love Bant, who is Obi-Wan's Mon Cal, like, bestie, um, kind of little sister to him, um, and Tal, who is Qui-Gon's friend, basically the only person who can make him shut up and sit down. Um, <laughs> so, you know, the, the events of Phantom Menace and everything, we can just blame on the fact that Tal is no longer around to be like, stop it. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, there's just, there's so many. And like, I love how she also took characters that we see in the movies like Adi Galea and really fleshed her out more than pretty much anything else has like she yeah. she's in the comics somewhat but you know the most that yeah. we see her is in Jedi Phantom. power battles <laughs> PlayStation you remember <laughs> yeah so I I really Sorry. yeah I just I really love really love her books she's awesome I think she has some real depth to her storylines as well that we just don't really grasp because they're you know considered like young adults and not stuff that they're not even old. young adult they're middle grade yeah, yeah. like these are like scholastic, scholastic chapter books yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. She's, she's the one who did the death of yaddle and and everyone don't forget that she did the death of yaddle because everyone now is like oh my god yaddle died like because of well we're not going to talk her, about that but her books are brutal frankly yeah. like what happens yeah. like with tal like spoilers um for those of you who haven't read out book, books that came out in the early 2000s like she ends up blind um which is a really interesting like so often star wars does not really like spend any time on disability we just like hack people's limbs off and then like they're fine they're healed, yeah. um but she's one of the few times that like it's a character really has to like deal with this um because tal mm -hmm. is on a mission and she is blinded by torture, I guess. Like it's the details are a little bit vague because it is scholastic chapter books, but like the best I can suss out is like probably some sort of like acid burns on her eyes because it talks about like scarring. Um, so like dark. Um, yeah. but then like part of like Tal really has to like grow as a character because she really doesn't want anybody's help um with anything ever that's just sort of who she is as a person like having to like keep her identity that way but still like realize you know like she does need to like she has to change some things in her life because she is now blind um so yeah it's just it's there there's a lot of really like nuanced characters um and i i really i would love i i know she is primarily like a middle grade YA author, um, but I, I think it would have been really fun if um, the books had been YA rather than middle grade, because um, yeah. yeah. we would have gotten a little bit more depth to them. Like I reread them now um, and I still love them, but it's just like, oh man, like I remember this being like so much longer. Like it's just like <laughs> such a little like, <laughs> like little chunk of something. And it's like, this could have, this could have definitely been like fleshed out more. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm did, still searching. Did you have a favorite book? Oh gosh, no. <laughs> no. No. Um, you didn't have a favorite? Nah. Okay. I can't okay. I can't even really pick a favorite. Series. I can't even pick a favorite series, really. Like no? I yeah, it's they're they're all good. I guess um no, no, I can't pick a favorite. <laughs> 
I think one yeah. of the crazy complexities that she wrote um, was the time where she witnesses Anakin kill that slaver, and that's Siri. And yeah, you know, she doesn't really voice her opinion at that point, which kind of, you know, what would that have done had she done that? You know, would things have changed? Would Obi Wan have listened? Yeah. Like, you know, Anakin was... really blows up her entire operation within like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah um well that's that's really like the whole thing with Anakin like the dynamic between Ferris and Anakin like that's they don't get along and a lot of that is like and some people you know like criticize her and Ferris for this of like Ferris you know being like too like all-knowing kind of thing or whatever but it's not like he's just he's honestly he's that like AP kid with anxiety honestly um and it's he doesn't he doesn't like Anakin because Anakin just screws around all the time you know like Ferris is very dedicated to being a Jedi and his studies and all that kind of stuff and Anakin's you know off playing with poop tubes um, <laughs> um but there there's so much like when Ferris leaves the Jedi Order after everything happens with Dara um who for those of you who aren't familiar um basically I, I would mostly blame Anakin, but that's my bias. Um, another Padawan gets killed because of some shenanigans um, that I would mostly blame on Anakin. Um, but he and Ferris leaves the order because of that, just because he's like needs to sort some stuff out personally for himself. Um, and he has a conversation with Obi-Wan before he leaves that's, you know, basically like, Anakin has issues you need to address this um yeah. and I think that that makes a lot of sense within you know like within universe like Anakin does have issues um and like you know maybe things would have been a little bit differently if they'd been addressed in a different way not that I blame Obi-Wan or you know the Jedi for their own genocide or anything like that but yeah you know it would be it would be interesting um interesting to explore if Anakin had had a little bit more consequences <laughs> yeah well I definitely kind of blame the Jedi for their own downfall because they were just too blind mm -hmm. to see the Sith Lord in front of them so that's their own kind of fault that's a whole other conversation for another <laughs> day <laughs> yeah let's not go off I... on a tangent <laughs> did y'all did y'all like Jedi Quest though yeah yeah I yeah. got I got a hardcover version. I've never Ooh. seen one before, but I got it by accident. It just like came through and it was like, ah! <laughs> uh. It's like the only uh, uh, turtle back that I've ever seen. Or I didn't know that they actually existed until, they, so now I'm on a I quest. Think, and it's, like, I think it's that might be, that might be a library quest? binding is what that yeah, might be. Yeah, I figured, be. I figured yeah. as much and I was like, all right, well, but now I have to get all of them. I'm like that. Uh, I think that's the one I'll see that in 15 is, years when I yeah. when I get them all. <laughs> I think that that one that you have is the um nest of gundarks that's referenced in Attack of the Clones. I'm pretty sure that's the one where they fall into that nest oh. of gundarks. Oh. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Yes. It's awesome. It's she did a wonderful job tying everything together. I don't know. I read those yeah. books from like coming up. Mm -hmm. So it was more just to like have them now. I haven't read them in years, but like I read them all pretty religiously when I was growing up. Episode one was biblical. <laughs> you know, it's so cheesy now. I know that a lot of that, that kind of stuff 
Um, but, oh my god, it. that's why we're here, guys. Yeah. Let's be real. We've all read everything yeah. a thousand times. <laughs> yeah, Back just then. can't help anyway. But uh, who, who's who's the next author we have in so, mind here? So kind of a, a heavy hitter one, um, as oh. Kyle likes to say. I thought we would talk a little bit yeah. about Karen Travis. Uh, Kyle, if you want to yeah. lead about her, Karen. Yeah. Well, Karen's everyone knows amazing. her. Yeah, English There's, author. And and Karen is most famous, of course. We all know Republic Commando series, um, mm-hmm. other series as well, but. Uh, <laughs> She's and of course uh, the the smiter of Mara Jade. Yes, I wanted to I wanted to bring that up. Yes, (laughs) and also though the heart and soul of Mandalorian culture. Yeah, that has blown up into the phenomenon that it is now. It's like actually that's all Karen, (laughs) minus the nonsense that they put over it. To be fair, Um, not not what they've done with it. I didn't mean it like that. I'm just saying. It existing in the first place, Karen. Yeah. Because and um, so she humanized the entire army of clones, and uh, and that was the big difference, right? That was yes. the. Uh, I think that her her big her when she left the the Star Wars world, um, she's most famous for that, because they overwrote her, her her ideas over the course of what five books just for that, but there, that was the theory of like okay so. Um, a bunch of mercenaries, the Corps de Vol, right? Um, something, something of that nature off the top of my head. But they were the ones who personally, like Django, trained all of the clones and gave them culture. So they were people. And then, you know, the Clone Wars is just like, well, there was a chip and... Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was the whole point. And then, you know, Cal Scarada, the whole nine. But so, I love Cal Scarada. Uh, yeah and and she she really did a number as far as like anti-jedi but i'm like i'm surprised that people are resisting because we love like empire fans you know like it's that's mm-hmm. okay i did not understand why everyone was so so upset about it um <laughs> right, we could like, like, oh, i'm, I'm being quiet because i have nothing nice to say but like what? i know we could we, we could, know. We could, ex- we could go see, off on this as to why and that's what was... i mean you find you find fans that are just as passionate as i am and then like then yeah. you have fans like Catherine, and it's just like they're either the same but it's in reverse or they're so quiet that they just like they don't want to rock the boat because generally karen's like like pretty popular <laughs> i mean for, then, for me know, like i i adore her books and she was a huge part of my inspiration for my kenobi story that i've been writing and i studied the language and made sure i get like things correctly because of hers and you know so again she's one of those authors for me that i just couldn't live without and then unfortunately like you said she famously withdrew but if you could go into kind of some of the little tidbits of what we would have gotten with that book because um, she was writing the sequel of Imperial. Commander. Yeah, it's it's on her website um, under her her Q and A's. Um, but she goes on. It's hard. It's hard to remember it all off offhand. I wrote but it. But she finishes it. everybody's tale. Yeah, I know you have your notes that that nobody can read, <laughs> but they, they are they look very detailed. And I was like, I was looking at it. I was zooming. I was like, I cannot sit here and try to. <laughs> but anyway, it is appreciated that you shared that, and, and I I got the gist of it. Um, but so I figured I would just go off of memory. <laughs> right. Um, I'm sorry. I talked about your notes and I got lost. Right. Where, where were we at? <laughs> talking about what would have been in that story? Oh, yeah. 
so um the the what is it general zay and Maze, if i remember correctly one of the clone commanders um she said i think quote unquote did they go off to be like a starsky and hutch kind of thing yeah. she had plans for them with kina um, which i thought was really interesting they yeah they with a kaminoan yeah delta and omega get squared out um I'm not going to ruin it for everybody because they haven't actually, if they don't read the Q and a, it's just a Q and a, but she does kind of finish it for us. Um, yeah. And all the connections that come back later um, in legacy of the forest and even fate of the Jedi, a lot of it kind of yeah. makes sense to me anyway, how the bloodline passed down well, then and we get. Bart and Jessica, mm-hmm. don't forget him. Right there. That's what, I don't want to give too much away for people who, because a lot of people don't even know that the resource is there. Okay. So it's like, you know, yeah, it's this like this is a this, spoiler this episode. Like, Just say it. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's a couple paragraphs, and she tells us what Imperial Commando Two would have been. You just go to her website and and check out her. It's either her frequently asked questions or commonly you. asked, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, there you go. Fine, Option I'm going to say it because you're not saying it. Barton Jessica, he marries Arla Fett there, who's Django's sister. Yeah. <laughs> I just want. Yeah, to. so yeah, it ties ties all the Fets together too. It's pretty nice. It would have been a masterpiece, I think. And I'm, I'm still upset. The duologies and stuff, like they never made it to hardcover. They definitely shorted Karen <laughs> when it comes to that, in my opinion. We didn't get Imperial Commando 2. There wasn't a hardcover for Imperial Commando or... Um, what other one was... No, no, they got the rest of them. Corinthia, are you a fan of Karen Travis? Or are you on the I same side? I actually haven't... I haven't actually read a lot of um, okay. the Republic Commando books or anything like that because, because cool. clones aren't really <laughs> <laughs> what I'm typically interested in. I'm very much like a, a you know telescopic view on only yeah. Sith. So yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, but she, like Kyle said, she really humanizes them, and yeah. she's just such a fantastic author that you know you get kind of like hooked on them. And then she has yeah. this one character we're going to talk um, about about her later, Utain. Like, when that character dies, oh my gosh, I remember just bawling my <laughs> eyes out like so hard. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and they, as far as Sith stuff, Corinthia, like they're they're on the palps. They call them like don't, they, yeah, they, they call, call them palps. Yeah, I always call them palps. They call them palps. I call them palpy <laughs> baby now. Ever since that, palpy. just because it's like palpy. Anyway, but yeah, they, uh, they they figure it all out and they figure out that. Um, all the projections and it's just like the army can't be that big this is all fluffed it's nonsense yeah it's yeah kind of cool and they they steal yeah. a lot of money from the empire too which is yeah. really funny. and they're like <laughs> okay see ya like we're going this way now like yeah they really have yeah. them. But... kicked off mandalore yeah mm-hmm. but unfortunately and she would have had a boba fett novel so and that was canceled too mm-hmm. yeah so sad Sad days for us. Yeah. Yeah, won't go any further than that, I suppose. No. Let's, let's stay in the safe waters of the fandom here. Yeah. <laughs> we treaded ever so lightly <laughs> just by talking about her. I can still heal. I can feel Catherine, like, breathing right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought we could kind Are of go okay? into the, the, the Mara death when we, when we talk about Mara, because we will eventually talk about it today. Ah! Um, but... I don't, I don't want yeah, to. I guess we gotta to go. get a move on, huh? Yeah, we, I guess we gotta get a move on here. So let's talk a bit about Karen Miller. She's 
she's not an author who's done a lot of stuff, but oh, we got someone who just perked up a bit. <laughs> yes. Uh, Clone Wars Gambit. <laughs> um, you want to talk a bit about that? I mean, yes, Clone Wars Gambit is fun, but Wild Space is more fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love Clone Wars Gambit. Um, it's, I feel like we don't, it, she, the way that I really like the way that she writes Anakin and Obi-Wan's relationship with each other. Um, it is really like, just feels really real. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like they, they have their disagreements with each other and stuff like that, but it really shows like how deeply they really care about each other, which is great. Um, and then Wild Space is just one of my favorites because it is so campy and I love it. And I love the artwork that came out of it of Bail Organa bridal carrying Obi-Wan like up a hill that just makes <laughs> me laugh every time I see it. Um, and it's, Corinthian, I'm sure you like it because they're spending time on oh, a yeah. Sith planet. So oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've got like Sith voices torturing Obi-Wan and he's hallucinating and like, yeah. you know. It's what I'm about, man. He's, he's having a bad time. He's having a real bad time. Um, but I also love, like, I love, I love Bale in that book so much too, because we don't often see him yes. in his like full, like, you know, I, I want to say a word that's a swear, so I can't say it, I guess, but like. Oh, you can when, say it. Okay. When he's like full badass, like we don't I usually, like we fight. see him, like <laughs> we see him being awesome politically, um, but like him actually going and getting his hands dirty is really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah I and like, like his, his like, his introduction really to the Sith and the Jedi is because like really like, you know, the majority of the Republic just depends on the Jedi to deal with all of their problem, like a bunch of their problems. Um, and Bale doesn't really fully, you know, even as a representative of a planet, doesn't fully understand just how much they're doing and how much this war is harming them. Um, and he really has to see that firsthand. And, you know, just the, because the, the Sith are not common knowledge. Um, and learning like just what you know like picking up that rock and seeing what's bro you know like what's squirming around under there um and just the way that he rolls with it and really steps up I just I think it's a great book for him yeah. and also I love his conversations with Breha um where like I don't know what it is but like I don't remember what she says exactly but like their their hollow conversations are just really fun with each other um yeah I love that book yeah, she she definitely wanted to flush out Bale because it's like, why did everyone trust him out of everyone to take Leia? Like, what is it like about this yeah. man that you can allow the secret? So I th I think that's really cool that she made that decision and mm -hmm. and really did that. She has a a short that I I haven't read. I'm really wanting to read it because they're in Star Wars Insider magazines, which I'm trying to get my hands on all of them. Um. But she wrote about Miri Antilles, which is one of the other daughters of Wedge Antilles. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. say, do you they have, have, it they right have there? these great collect they have two collection books yeah. right now. I really I wish that they like they're they're a mix of both legends and Disney canon. And I really yeah. wish yeah. that they like kept them separate so that I could organize them on my bookshelves better. <gasps> but, like, I was gonna say you can just take out the pages, yeah. but Oh, and, is that it? Yeah. Okay. Volume three is just the uh, what the High Republic or 
right? Isn't that what they're doing right now? Yeah, yeah. which like that 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 makes sense to me is like, you know, separated yeah. by era and by flavor of canon because my bookshelf is organized, like my Star Wars books are organized yeah. by mine over there yeah, because it's just legends weird. versus Disney <laughs> canon and the legend <laughs> section is much bigger and then it's chronological order. Yeah. Um like new I do it the same way. <laughs> yeah, new Jedi Order is up here because that's like the the half of the bookshelf is new jedi order to like the rest of that mm. type of canon and then we have two shelves below for the disney era of books but um uh, yeah i i wish that they because they have to like these sit in between awkwardly because i can't put them on either yeah it, it i have anything me. marvel which is very little i just buy the hardcovers that they put out of the the marvel releases mm-hmm. that's all on the other shelf over there i can't have them on no. <laughs> I I no. don't. They were in there. I don't, I don't have enough bookshelves to separate them completely like that. Um, <laughs> oh, you got. But anyways, you, we're getting kind of off topic. But yeah, the, um, I didn't. Yeah, I I don't think I've read that short by her either. I'll have to try to hunt that down. Um, it's in. Or maybe it's in one of these. Oh, um, I have it written down. Or nope. I sent it to our our helper earlier, but I I think it's in like eighty. For some reason. Uh, but see if I can find it. Yeah, moving on though. Um, I thought we'd talk just a little briefly about Martha Veach. Uh, obviously, hu- wife, husband uh, is Tom Veach, who we all love and adore. Uh, they co authored Tales to the Moss Isaac Cantina, the, uh, the Hunter's Fate, the Greedo's sure. Tale. It's yeah. such a cute, twisted, dark I love story. That one. Yeah. Um, and then it became a web strip. So I, I've actually did a, a short on on this channel, guys, if you want to check it out. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. Corinthia, if if you like it, if you want to talk a bit yeah. about it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of fresh on my mind because I read Tales from the Moss Lively Cantina recently. So I remember just really loving that, that the Greedo one in particular. So Yeah, it's all about like when they find some ships and then he immediately mm-hmm. like, these are my ships. I found them. And it's like, and now he's a criminal. Yeah. Like, and he's like 12 or something in it, like already setting yeah. himself up as like kind of a scumbag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was really great. Uh, another author, um, and obviously Martha passed away last year, unfortunately. Um, another author I thought we would talk about briefly is Barbara Hambly. And Kyle, I know you're you're more of a fan of her books than I am. Um. oh yeah yeah i wrote that remember i wrote that paper for uh, like a long time ago yeah. i don't think we ever got to it but no. like yeah I, I really did like barbara <laughs> very strange novels though <laughs> very strange i mean yes i first encountered calista in um as you know abelos also impersonation and then discovering mm-hmm. that she was once a computer a- and luke fell in love with her yeah. and then took her spirit went to a, another jedi like i was like what? very bizarre what am i reading yeah <laughs> like, I, oh, I, I had one of the weirdest encounters with another cosplayer at some point who i like i was talking about my mara costume and she went on this rant about how she's like the number one Callista fan and like <laughs> we were back in the like luke skywalker ship war of that era and i was just yeah. like whoa <laughs> <laughs> It was a time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like that she uses the character Callista. Um, 
So in Greek mythology, that's Callisto, one of Zeus's many lovers, who got punished and turned into a bear. And then when her son was about to shoot her in Greek mythology, uh, they were changed into into stars and put into the sky and became Ursa Major and Ursa Minor. So, you know, we kind of see them all the time. And, and Barbara Hambly was like, hey, I like this character's name. I'm going to use it for for uh, Star Wars. And again, you know, we've kind of talked about it all, all this, about how Greek mythology really plays a lot into Star Wars. So, you got to steal stories from somewhere, guys. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Fate of the Jedi. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. The name Jason, like, come on. And Jason in Greek mythology yeah. is an asshole as well. So it just, like, it really adds up. <laughs> um, oh, I had a question here. Uh, oh, I don't know if this... But as Mara fans, how do we feel about her? Barbara. Are we Karen Travis? <laughs> yeah, maybe I wrote that down at the wrong spot. <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Barbara's probably like, uh, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you, you like the Children of the Jedi book. Um, and then, yeah, she also did a story in Tales of Mos Eisley Cantina about, and then about, uh, Jabba's chef. So. I like all these like Bantam authors, how they also like they did a book, but then they did all these short stories, and then it's like yeah. all the same people in the tales of stories. <laughs> Let's talk a bit about Kathy Tires, since we don't want to forget about her. Trusa Bakura. I have not read this book, so Kyle, if anyone knows more about this story, feel free to chat about it. The end of the war. Yeah. Which war? The Star Wars. This one. <laughs> there we yeah. go. Yeah. Oh, right. I did read it. The NJO. Um, Balance Point. Yeah. I've read Balance Point, but not. Balance Point was great. Yeah. That was, I mean, that was that was when um that's the one when Han and Leia are really coming to a point because right isn't that because like Leia's like all right we understand that Anakin died but like this is just crazy behavior and he's. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good book. Get, yeah, you need to get your head on straight at this point. Mm-hmm. She also wrote Ula's Tale, which is a sad short story about slave Ula, how Luke tries to free her, doesn't succeed. Does not. Uh, yeah. I, I always fast forward that scene whenever I'm watching. Oh, <laughs> why? No. Why would I want to watch that? Like, yeah, it's rough. What? Oh, what? oh my the, gosh. When the rancor dies, I cry. Like, come on, you see Malakula's <laughs> sadness. Like, that's sad. Like, that's not a triumph. Like, <laughs> yeah, but we see. Come on now. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the first half of Return of the Jedi is incredible. Second half is also great, but I really enjoy the first half. Yeah. And so all those scenes, I'm like, yeah! And everybody's like, man, yeah, that's rough. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's a rough scene. Um, we, I joked with Lisa before, um, in, in the old Insiders and stuff, that you can find the, um, the ad for it, but there was a, a golden bronze rancor. It's just like, 
ripping apart the Gamorrean and and she's just like oh my god and I'm like I want it though it's thousands I think now at this yeah. point but I just I just yeah. want it <laughs> as long as it's not Ula that would be really sad yeah yeah, yeah. I think too many people would complain nah, they, they were like nobody's gonna get upset about the pig yeah, yeah. they, they used yeah. the Gamorrean instead so but that would have been cool though I would have still bought it if it was Ula I don't care <laughs> <laughs> savage Ben. Yes, you are. Uh, It'd have been terrifying, actually, if it was. But anyway, go on. Yeah, since we we do have one of these amazing authors coming, uh, if you want to talk a bit about Karina Bechko, Catherine, because I Gosh. didn't fill out my whole list. <laughs> um, I I love I love what she did with Ania Solo. Um, the the legacy era, I will admit, is like a little bit outside of what like. I've read over and over again, um, but I really enjoy it. Um, it's such an interesting, like, all of the politics of that era are so interesting because, like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's it's topsy-turvy. Like, it's not great. Like, the, the Jedi have become the Imperial Knights, kind yeah. of, sort of, but also oh. not. Um, yeah. like, and oh, that's like awesome. the, the Republic is like the the fell empire. Like there's just yeah. there's a lot going on that's really complicated. Um, and it would have been really cool to see it ex- like, you know, if there had been more time to flesh it out even more. Um, because there's just there's just a lot going on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she will yeah, be it was at a panel. Yes. At, at yes. Gone, guys, so. We'll talk about she's it. <laughs> she's excited to come. I'm excited that she's going to be there. She'll be signing autographs, talking to people. Um, yeah, I like probably 2013, 2014, I ran into her at Emerald City Comic Con. Um, she's super nice. Yeah. And she's, she's excited. We're excited. It's great. And she, she now, um, like, Part time is a paleontologist, which is super awesome. Is so awesome. cool! Yeah, I'm a writer, but yeah. I also dig for dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, like when I think she just how much cooler can you get? Yeah, yeah. part time. You yeah, know, part-time. just just to make a little extra scratch. You know, <laughs> but look, you know, like that's 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 a statement on the comic industry and like being a writer and stuff like that is yes. it's rough. Like yes. you know, it. Oh. Yeah, you, you have gotta to take have a part-time else. job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but paleontology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I thought we just, just her, I believe. Yeah, just Go her. On. I thought we had finished, and I'm sorry if I've skipped some authors that I just can't think of any um, off the top of my head. Um, but I thought we finished with the one who kind of started it all, which is Lee Brackett. Uh, so she, you know, born in 1915, died in 1978. So she wrote the first draft of Empire Strikes Back, guys. Um, some details obviously changed from when after she died, and then Lawrence Kasdan wrote over. I, I thought it was funny when she had Yoda as Finch. What an odd name. I don't know if you guys have read the draft ever. It's interesting. Um, yeah, it's it, it's quite it's quite a piece of work. Um, definitely worth I have a copy of it on my computer if you guys want to read it it's like you see her like her written notes on this draft and like George's notes on it too be cool um, and what's what is really nice about it is that she still gets credit for Empire Strikes Back and that's because Lucas made sure to submit the the first draft to the the Writers Guild of America so that she would get that credit so I think that's really really cool um, 
One thing that is also going to happen at the con, guys, is we have a guest who we haven't announced yet who will be doing a talk all about sci-fi and how it built up to the point that we got Star Wars and kind of a history on on Lee Brackett as well. And I'm really excited for that guest, but we haven't haven't announced it yet, so... We'll get there. We'll get there. So we've got more more to come, guys, is what we're saying, so... Okay, so now that we've gone through some of the authors, um, who are some of your guys' favorite? If you wanted to do like kind of a little quick, quick say. I mean, anybody want to take any guesses about like based <laughs> off of what's behind me? Who my favorite <laughs> female character is? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> it's definitely Callista. Yeah, huh? no. I thought um, so. Yeah. You know that's okay. You know, maybe you're maybe you're an Ahsoka person or. <laughs> See, I can that even be passive with it. The show. <laughs> I can even be passive with it. It's, it's. I was, I was not insulting you. I promise. Yeah, I do want to <laughs> do that <laughs> one uh, Clone Wars Legends book, but you know, I'm working Kyle up Yo, to that point. Yeah, that's, that's one of that's the Gambit <laughs> yeah. books by Karen Miller. Like, it's, it's yeah. a lot of they, fun. Like, it, it's you Kyle. can take all five of those books out, and and it wouldn't make any difference. <laughs> I usually do. I, I put them in there because, like, like Dark Horse, you know, for UK and all that stuff, like. All the TCW comics, everything was kind of made in its own little bubble, and they did the same thing. You know, Delray did the same thing with those five, so that's how I see it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I love I love Mara. Mara's my girl. Um, yeah, well, I I really love just like her, how deep her character arc is, and the fact that like this is <laughs> so like when I'm in my Mara costume doing events um and so often like somebody knows who she is and is like explaining her to somebody who doesn't and they always just start off with like oh yeah she's Luke Skywalker's wife um and that like hurts me a little bit inside because that just like it brings so many assumptions to her character um and it just it puts her in a box kind of thing and she's so obviously that's an important part of her life but like I really love the fact that at least when Timothy's on is writing her like she doesn't revolve around Luke at all. Like she has her own goals and uh, sometimes her goals do involve Luke, namely killing him. Um, but like <laughs> she, she really, it's it's something that I think a lot of IP struggles with um, is like, if you have like a made, like a main male character, you know, like having them be in a relationship with somebody without that character just being very like one dimensional um so I love how complicated she is um one of the costume groups that I'm in is Saber Guild which says choreographed lightsaber performances and I wrote a show um that is after the events of the Thrawn trilogy that is like a forced vision of her with Palpatine that's kind of her like dealing with some trauma related to that and like just that the character has like so much potential for that like it's it's so interesting to dive into that like her how she grew up and how you know when given a choice you know being being shown like human decency for the first time by not just Luke but Leia and Lando everybody um just like the choices that she made I she's just such a interesting complicated character to me I love her um and just I I love then like her relationship with Leia and Jaina and everybody it's 
it's just really solid. I love them all. Printhi, I know you you might have to leave at some point. So I, I'd yeah. love to hear some more from you, um, your favorite characters, and then as well, like even favorite authors that really uh, touched you. Oh man, I have to think about that. I've been staring <laughs> at my bookcase this whole time being like, oh no, what's my favorite? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, I I really love like some looking into, well, clearly I'm a huge Sith fan. So looking into like some Sith history, there are some really prominent like female figures in Sith history that are like these really amazing characters that kind of like carried that forward. And it's great to like look at it and be like, yeah, it's not, not, you know, just a boys club. So, I mean, I love everyone can be evil murderers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Women can be mean too. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I love Xana from like the Darth Bane trilogy yeah. and um, um, Cognus that came after her. And I love that like, th- like the foundation of the Sith Order, like the that piece is a lie thing was written written by a woman by Sorza Sin, right? So I just think there's so many like awesome smaller characters in like Sith history that are women. And I, I just love that. So yeah, I really wish we could. More of Cognis. I think she's such a formidable yeah. character because she's like all powerful in her mind and just like whips everyone's butt so so easily. Yeah, like, I know. Yeah, you know? like she just kind of like terribly stands back and watches Bane and Zana fight to the death, and she's like, "Yeah, yeah you know, I'm going to kill one of them eventually." So <laughs> <laughs> let them take sort this out between themselves and I'll yeah. step in later. Yeah, which she does. So you know. yeah. <laughs> Have you read Fate of the Jedi, Corinthia? Um, I've started it and haven't finished yet. Okay. Because Vistara is so much yes. fun. Oh, yeah. No. Vistara. I mean, I know the characters. So I, I yeah. also love Vistara. But, and that kind of ties into like um, Lost Tribe of the Sith, of course, yes. with the, the whole Kai lineage. And I freaking love Lost Tribe of the Sith. So. I do too. <laughs> yeah. Wow. If, you, if you ever get a chance, um, John Jackson Miller came on and he did like a whole in depth. He came out of Legends Library. Like, he went through yeah. all of Lost Tribes. Like, I could leave the room because he was just, like, <laughs> verbatim going, yeah. oh, and then this happened and this character and this. Yeah. I was like, okay, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'll be right. <laughs> you just talk <laughs> now. Oh, it yeah. was incredible. Like, <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. He, yeah. What a great series. I love Lost Tribe. Wow. Yeah. And great female characters in Lost Tribe as well. Yes. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, well, I definitely. Yeah, Vistara have... was one of my favorites. Yeah, I yeah. love Vistara. I, I liked what was. Yeah. I liked what was happening there, and it's just one of those other really unfortunate things that we missed because of the buyout. Because they were right there. It's like the first time right? ever in the yeah. modern era we have a whole bunch of Jedi and a whole bunch of Sith, and we're we're yeah. on Coruscant, and there's secret agents, and Sith's gonna go down. Yeah, I, cursed. I <laughs> yeah. saved it. I saved it there. <laughs> And then it's just like cut, and we were gonna see that whole dynamic of of Luke and Mara, and however they were gonna mix it up. But like that was gonna be them, them yeah. and Vistara. It was already yeah. them, you know. They already kicked it off. And yeah. I loved how Mara and Luke were so, like especially Luke who had to deal with it. And it's just like, yeah. oh god, like my girlfriend in the back. I'm just gonna. <laughs> like it's just I there's all of that <laughs> like yeah like uh, that the the dynamic between the three of them and just mm-hmm. like vestara seeing like 
you know, because with, you know, like with there being a bunch of Sith, like this is really like when you have like cultural, like you have a culture of Sith and like how messed up that is. And like the the interaction that really sticks with me is like Luke is not uh, Luke, Ben is mouthing off to Luke and Luke's reaction to that is just like, oh, he reminds me so much of his mother when he, you know, sasses me. (laughs) Um, And then like Luke leaves and Vistara is like, doesn't your father beat you if you talk to him like that? And Ben is like, who do you like, who do you think my father is? Like, does your father beat you? Like, Like, you know, just like, it's, I think it's a really like, I know you guys are a bunch of Sith fans, but like, I'm sorry, the Sith eat, they're young. Like, you know, it really. Yeah. Well, she was involved with her father's death pretty much. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She, oh, yeah. She, yeah. She, yeah. yeah spoilers. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's one involved. She's sole, sole proprietor. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Just like really, I think it's, it's really interesting to contrast like the way Jedi are raised versus yeah. Sith are raised and how messed up all that is like you know she rides in on yep. her her tick her i forget what the that animal species is called but like you know basically she's got she's got her flying horse equivalent oh, yeah. kind of thing and like tick, tick was his one, name <laughs> yeah tick yeah i don't i don't remember what the species is but oh, like you know one him? of her oh. first yeah like that's one of her first trials she's supposed to kill him um and it's just like yeah man like it's everyone who's like oh well like the jedi and Sith, they're the same they're like equally bad it's like well the jedi don't beat their children and have them kill their pet mount like <laughs> yeah they're like yeah don't get attached yeah yeah, yeah that's there are method. some things that are objectively not not great <laughs> just a little bit <laughs> i will admit on one hand we have a culture that's inspired by buddhism so most westerners don't understand what attachment means in this context and on the other hand we have child abuse like are they the same picture yeah 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 ah the sith where would we be without them in a much more peaceful galaxy (laughs) yeah there would be no balance though there's a lot that's a loaded question we're we're, we're, we're about to jump (laughs) off on a whole other thing like yeah i'm sorry i keep bringing up things that you keep going no don't do it (laughs) <laughs> i'd just like to end I mean, on the crowd would be a good topic I, to have a nice debate on is... at, at some point i would love to bring one of my friends on here lisa sure. who is buddhist who's a big star wars fan to oh. like fully explain yeah like that every, everything with you know, like what it means by balance and what it means by attachment that kind of stuff because it's well, I'll get it, in that she debate educated any day. me on a lot of stuff yeah <laughs> And it, it makes a lot more sense and like knowing, knowing like it, Lucas has said that's where he was coming from on a lot yeah. of his world building for the Jedi. And like he at one point called himself like a Buddhist Methodist, you know, like it's, um, yeah, like it's, it's really fascinating stuff. One day, definitely. One day. I don't want to antagonize him, but talks to him, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, but if we want to get a little bit more into some of the characters, I do have a very extensive. Yes. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. us pictures of her of notes. It, but... And Kyle was talking about it earlier. How, like, and I was doing the same thing. I was like, you know, pitch zooming in and just being like, I, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm saying a lot here it. and I can't read uh, it. Like, 
it's a size yeah. for me to read. Like, got it. There's a yeah. lot. Uh, There's a lot of characters, and I keep like as we've been talking, I go, oh, I didn't write anything about that character. Like, I forgot to write about Lando's wife, for example. Like, oh, Sandra. shoot. <laughs> and winter. I didn't write about winter, you know. Say so there, we could just go on and on because there's plenty. Because I think it's just so one many. Of the biggest, most under, un, like misunderstood aspect of the Star Wars universe that was the EU was like dominated by women, and like there was plenty mm-hmm. of it, and that's why I hate hearing that they're like, oh, and it's like that is not true at all. You know, what about Ayala and like <laughs> she yeah. kind of shaped the course of. Yeah, Dala and um, so I'm yeah, and Izard and stuff. It's like, yeah, they yes. were like, what are you talking about? They yeah. they owned and then Leia and the the beat goes on. And, and, and Leia, I'm just yeah. So there's always been like a, a matriarch, so to speak, right? And it's like, oh, how mm-hmm. about let's start with Padme? <laughs> let's, yeah. let's, let's, back, let's talk right? about the matriarchy. <laughs> let's talk about the Hapes consortium. Yes, they're oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Right. 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 we haven't touched on like the witches of Dathomir. So. Oh, there, yeah. That's a that's OG stuff here. We're talking yeah about. yeah courtship like, Leia, right, exactly Dave OG, OG, but yeah, well, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. still Bantam. Yeah, yeah, it counts. Oh, so yeah. much. I love so the death cool. oh, witches in uh, and courtship. Tahiri, <laughs> she's on the list. Tahiri, Tahiri is my favorite character out of every. I think still everyone to this day. It's the whole it's the whole Anakin thing. Yes. In preparation. Um, when when Jason um messes with her and Flo walks her back, like that that scene, I was just like, oh my god, that's still like the, the saddest scene in all of Star Wars for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when we when we're writing our like convention policies in preparation for <laughs> you know putting the tickets on sale, and you know so we have to do like a section on cosplay, which is you know like wear clothing, um wear clothing including like shoes, um and like specifically call out Tahiri in this of just like. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Someone is repeatedly ringing my doorbell. Yeah, oh, I, I thought I heard that, and I thought I was going crazy for a, a little bit of a second. Sure. This might be a good time for me for me to actually head out since I've got to go. Okay, well, well, I guess I'll plug my plug my Facebook group. I run a Facebook group. Um, we're called the Final Sith Order. We do you guessed it, Sith role play <laughs> and discussion and um, just like lore debate. We're pretty heavy on the EU and heavy into Sith lore. So if you're interested in that, check us out. Um, we also have a forum. It's forums.sithempire.net. Um, so check us out. Great. and give us a follow yeah well thanks for joining us Cynthia. So, i we really yeah. appreciate it as always yeah <laughs> yeah it was great having you yeah yeah sorry you have to go but uh yes. come back anytime yeah. for sure well next time until next time until next time yeah <laughs> so bye all right bye bye, bye. <laughs> all right so we're back now that Cynthia has left us for the evening and now we're going to oh. get into our our characters uh descriptions and you know we're going to go through this chronologically. So, Kyle, I'm going to put you right on the spot right now. Okay. Because who's one of the first females in Star Wars world? You know who I'm going to ask. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm going to get it right. Was it, what, what was it, was it Lannery? No. Brock? No. Is that who you're referring to? I like to? her, though. What, I she's love cool. her. She's, she's a couple days. Oh, I was thinking in the timeline. I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. As far as the books are concerned, here we go. Yeah. I, the, the, I want to talk yeah, about first... Tulatni a little bit more. 
Oh, you're talking about the real stuff. The yeah. real stuff. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, go. That, uh, as far as the, the expanded universe, yeah, she's definitely one of the original females, so to speak. Um, she was, as far as like as she's concerned, um, she was birthed uh, from from a, a pseudo like former angel. Now like not to be confused with guardian of the galaxy but just for the term of it celestial being yeah um and he in a moment of of passion which he's not supposed to feel as far as like those those darker human emotions birth four beings that were known as the bedlam spirits and Talatni is more or less just the ringleader of such and where she Together, all four, they were a balanced unit. And then one of the spiritual siblings leaves and Talatni becomes a little off kilter as does her other siblings. And yes, um, wonderful. Talatni throws a shape, otherwise her first mm -hmm. appearance. Alan Moore. Um, yeah, and he's an entire conversation. We can do like three episodes on Alan Moore altogether. That'd be great. But um, anyway, yes, Alan Moore's, uh, creation and she um is eventually Abeloth. Da, da, da. so yes yeah, so. we all love so. that i was wondering if that's where this was going yeah like <laughs> yes yes um so like Abeloth is a reincarnation so and so as we know her um yeah <laughs> I, won't, I won't go in to any more well, that's Detail I think the most we've gotten out of you ever. <laughs> I I do like uh, Till Outney throws a shape the story. So if we if we can talk a bit about that though, though um, so it's it's Pr Princess Leia being pursued by some stormtroopers onto an unknown world, and Till Outney just kind of shows up, you know, floating in space, this beautiful green uh, character, you know, and goddess essentially, and you know she's like, hey, I'm I'm going to play with these little toys that are on this world and changes them into like actual different shapes and uh, name and kills them so leia actually dies in the story and you know it's kind of a wild moment you're like wait what dies at some point <laughs> uh, but then she's obviously she's brought back um, and which is the character that brings her back is it camera it's uh, Horless Horless. Okay. And it's, uh, so, yeah, they're, they're, Talatni freezes them all, kind of giggles about it, essentially, to kind of put it in a nutshell. Horless Horless um, undoes it, kills him again, and it's just like, yeah. Um, and then Splendid App repairs them. Yes, and fixes yeah. the situation. He's kind of like, He's kind of like the uh, the scapegoat of the four. Yeah. And he's like, all right, I'll, I'll clean it up. And then so like Leia and them. Yeah. So Leia uh, comes alive yeah. again. But the problem is, is, you know, he rectifies all of them, but he doesn't put them in the right timeline. And he sends the stormtroopers 8,000 years into the past. Oops. And the stormtroopers <laughs> die there. And then like it kind of ties back mm -hmm. to the beginning where you see like the stormtrooper armor in the dust on this yes. world. and the... <laughs> But then and Leia gets rescued. This... So. This very scene defines the splendid app theory that's okay. brought through in supernatural encounters. It's we the splendid app theory. That. That's yeah. <laughs> yes. 
um, that that's been like going on for a while, and I, I perpetuate it. And um, that explains the Star Wars universe. There's like a bridge here in which App accidentally creates a different uh, universe, so to speak. Yeah. And different uh, dimension. <laughs> well, if we can now and, talk a bit about Abeloth as well, um, you can share what you know about her. She's great. <laughs> 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 I absolutely, I'm, I know people don't appreciate it, but I, I love Fate of the Jedi, right? And I think that of all the series that when they decided to go that route as far as sequential, um, you know, let's take a couple authors, pair them up, see how far it will go, um, which was a great idea. It was, I thought that, that that series was written for fans more than fans ever really got. You know, it's just like, it's got scenes like, like I know that I'm digressing a little bit, but like Boba Fett and Dale just like chilling out in a room, kind of just basically being like, yeah, <laughs> you know, so like I own Mandalore and she's like, yeah, well, yeah. I, uh, well, I own and, the New Republic. Yeah, and her, <laughs> and her timeline is, you know, like 100,000 years before before Battle of Yavin. Yeah, as far as, and I'm, I, yeah, and I'm, as far as Avaloth, is right we're still talking yeah uh, i'm i'm like kind of steering clear of it for, for a oh, little yeah. bit here right because there, there's a lot there's a lot coming up um to make sense of the ancient universe so <laughs> and that's yes. by joe bongiorno so mm -hmm. and we'll see yeah. more of that and soon there, guys and the, the context for abloth and exactly like her purpose which yes the books explain but I think that it would have it would have meant a lot more if if you would have had supernatural encounters first. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully those who read it and then go back and actually yeah. read Fate of the Jedi, it's more of a uh, uh, true send off series. And of course, so if you don't read it, you can listen to the audio drama that Kyle is also the director of, um, with a couple <laughs> people that that we know uh, who will be in it, like myself as Tilati. <laughs> Hence why I try to get you to talk about her. <laughs> No! I, barely <laughs> I barely know you won't tell me i know i'm treating it as much as like lucas would do it the whole thing <laughs> i know it's, infuriating. it's like yes you will know when you need to know <laughs> moving on though because we can but... talk a bit about Abeloth a bit later but yeah so back to that book you pulled earlier on the shelf lannery brock uh human from tython i i thought tython was such a cool concept you know like the the inner bits of the galaxy, like the right inside of, and like the kind of like the big bang essentially that had happened and the Thoyor and how it brought all these species of like special species into this one kind of central place. Um, what I am really annoyed by Tython is the fact that now in Disney, uh, they make it really easy to get to. And it just doesn't like that. Yeah, no, it's impossible. Like, <laughs> so. But Lannery Brock, she is... Uh, <laughs> That's the shuttle, you know? <laughs> I know. Oh, you're, you're going to Tython, bro. Yeah. Uh, no, you're all right. You'll get there by Thursday. Just yeah. come on, relax. Pick up some beer. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> but uh, yeah, so Lannery, so we've, we've covered her before in the show, but she was kind of first brought forth by John Aust Ostrander. Uh, so it's 25,000 years before Battle of Yavin, and then the Thoyor timeline, it's 10,000 years after Thoyor arrival. 
what I like about her character is like she seems such as a normal person, but then she's really faced with this crazy obstacle of, hey, you're gonna have to find your brother who faked his death and potentially kill him because he wants to open up like a black hole essentially and destroy us all and you got to be okay with that um and you know you feel for her like for her uh we never got like any resolution to it because there was clearly supposed to be more books and there wasn't yeah Um, yeah 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 I had faith in Tim Levin. Like, <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I, I did. I liked his book. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and like we get like those hints of like those really deep ancient cultures that we just don't really know a lot about. Like and like like the Gree technology, like the hypergate, like that's pretty cool. Obviously, we don't see it ever again. Like, I don't know if anywhere in Star Wars kind of visits that again. We shall see. Yeah. <laughs> Other than <laughs> Joe and things I'm not allowed to know. <laughs> uh, so moving along in the timeline. So oh, I also did want to mention her kind of her master, Dan Powell. Uh, I liked her as a character. She kind of had like that sexy Pyth- or Twi'lek guy that she used as a as her play toy and who then uh, Lattery has to work with. which is funny Uh, also what's wild about this timeline is that they all have swords that are made of Dora steel they're they're not lightsabers Mm -hmm. yet like that that comes in a couple years uh, and that comes when in the Dawn of the Jedi comics that we we absolutely adore um, when the force hound Jesh lands on the world and several of the Jedi uh, because it's Jedi and not Jedi um, have to go and track down whatever this is crazy disturbance was. And Jay Coda, I love that the like the moment where she's running after him, and then they have to fight that creature. And you know she catches him in the end, and he's like, "Oh, you can go ahead. You're allowed to eat my heart." And she's like, "That's not what we do here." <laughs> like, I don't know what kind of world you're from, and you know obviously he's from a Rakatan world, so. Uh, Things a little more intense over there. <laughs> so, I do like some of the other characters that we we get to see, like Tasha Rio, the Twi'lek, who's kind of like the the Force seer. And also, what's really cool about Shakota is she creates that dragon slash rancor known as Butch. Uh, mm-hmm. Butch, and you know, Butch in the end saves them. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was just really sweet. <laughs> it's just like I feel that Rancors have like a really lovely mm-hmm. personality and we see that in uh courtship of Princess Leia, obviously. Um uh, so I, yeah, I love that scene where it's like diving into the chasm and then like the you know just all the lights and, and the, that that was definitely when the whole concept was still a little bit more neutral and because otherwise that's like you know this dark alchemy. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, messing with the rancor like that. And yeah. So well, I, alchemy I of the element. flesh. But like, everything was still, everything was still sort of gray. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is what's really interesting is, is exactly that. Like they do alchemy of the flesh. Like they're changing mm-hmm. things, and it's it's okay. Like people are kind of going, that's you know, that's questionable behavior what you're doing, but we're still Jedi, so we'll accept it. Like you're doing it for good, right? Like yeah. you're not gonna. Rage war in our world. 
so yeah and it was it was good it was good for for the concept you know you can finally um get some some more concrete things to compare it to because it's just like you know that's the reason why that there's a lot of breakaways from the order yeah yeah there's the altus you know um sector of jedi we talked about Ballista earlier she was part of that you know they, they believe in having um you know couples and stuff so there's a reason why there's a lot of stigma against the jedi instead of yeah. just talking about it you know it's just like oh we see some we see it we see the ord <laughs> yeah well yeah like see the origin of the lightsaber which is actually recotton technology we get hypergates like like this is a really cool time period that we just don't get enough of, in my opinion, and I I really wish they would talk a bit more about it. Catherine, have you read all the Dawn of the Jedi, or are you? I have read some of them, and it was a while ago, but I did really enjoy them. Yeah. Um, I I thought they were a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, the character design, especially like yeah. pa- Patrick and I, he's been, um. I don't know if he wants me to say this or not. He's been thinking about doing a, Z- a Zesh costume for oh, cool. Legends Con. And cool. I just like started looking at it and then just like, <laughs> like it just like, we just kind of spiraled from there. Of, like I was looking at it just like, oh man, like it's such a cool, it's such a cool character design, but like, oh man, like trying to make that in like IRL. Um, <laughs> yeah, and like they're, they're all, they're all such interesting characters. Um, yeah. I find him fun. Yeah, and Kyle, you kind of your name Trill. Is that from Humanoid Spy in this, or is that Star Trek? Yeah, is my my like, name. Like you, you're like online handle. You had it as like Trill. Yeah, I, I've actually had that since like I was like eight or nine years old. Oh. It, it just every time you can make a character name. I can't remember what it, what it used to be, but I eventually shortened it down, and it was just like so. I just use it. So yeah. it's nothing to do with this character. No, it's it's oh. definitely just video game culture. Oh, I um, thought yeah, it was. I just liked it, and it's like, because it's like, you know, like whatever, like a trill. So I okay, like, ah! I get it. You know? Yeah. No, I was yeah, like, oh like wow, he likes his spy character a lot. That he named himself after a female. That's kind of cool. Very progressive, Kyle. Right. But I guess <laughs> I always assumed it was uh, after the Star Trek species. So we're both wrong, Lisa. <laughs> I go don't both ways. Send, <laughs> don't send I, mail. It's okay. I, we we didn't. I didn't I mean to offend even, the Trekkies. I couldn't even talk about Star Trek. I don't know. Every once in a while, I've had people like, "Oh, you're Fan into boys. Star Trek, right?" And I'm like, "Excuse me." Like, I love Star Trek. Maybe this is what? just me being a scientist that yeah. like it's actual sci-fi, not space opera. Yeah, I love Star Trek. I like watch fanboys. Did you ever see it? Um, I think so. Yes. Possibly. There, there's a scene in there for you if. I love that film. I think it describes that entire entire thing very well. Anyway, continue. So jumping now super far forward into the timeline in roughly about 3,900 BBY. So getting to a character like Bastilla Sean. You know, she's a big popular favorite character for anyone who plays Knights of the Old Republic. I personally have never played any video games. So I I know. Well, I did things like, you know, go outside. Um insane but that's that's why kotor is like the one video game that i've played all the way through pretty much is because yeah (laughs) you can have it on your phone yeah okay well i've I've watched it like i've watched someone do it all at once and you know it it was a commitment i enjoyed it i learned a lot of things oh 
but yeah i don't know i'm just not really i feel like if i started doing video games i would never leave and my cat hate because <laughs> i would oh, not be feeding you. them because- no, believe me, that's not how this works. You sit in one spot, and they eventually get like <laughs> these territories built in of where only their butts can sit, <laughs> and like, <laughs> and like they you have snacks, and then they know eventually, like they're gonna get you to give them snacks, yeah, and then they're gonna relax. They're gonna love you if you, if you get into video game mode. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> Bastille is great. I really love Mission too. Andrew, honey. Mission Vale, yes, she's so much fun. Yes, yes. Johnny's great too. Um, tell I me, will did, be did, your doom. Yeah. <laughs> did Did you make um Did you kill Jahani at the end? No. Did you ever try it on the dark side? No. Oh, she doesn't okay. do dark side. What, what, what I did do though is my very first playthrough as like a little you know Catholic schoolgirl who you know was still in the closet even to herself is I just somehow managed to flirt with juhani without even realizing it so i unlocked the whole thing where she like asks you out because i was playing as a female <laughs> character um and then like and yeah i like felt some kind of way about that as a like 17 year old who didn't really know what was going on with myself even um and then i found out later that like apparently it's really hard to unlock that and i was just like what like it was your destiny no, i just i just happened across this um but yeah, no, I always play it light side. I've only played it through fully twice because again, I don't really do video games. But um yeah, I love I love Juhani. But Mission is also just so much fun. Like I really I really great. hope that they come up with um <laughs> the six inch black series because they did the Zalbar one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, we need mission now. Like I think I buddies. think they will. Yeah. I think they're getting there. I think they will. Yeah. Uh, um the the galaxy galaxy of heroes i used mm-hmm. to play that for years on on the mobile um it's been it featured like coder one and two for yeah, years now there, so right? it's yeah and they even got like like mar and kyle now like there's more stuff mm-hmm. which is fine um but their their heavy feature on that always made me think that we're gonna they're gonna be pushing on that i think yeah yeah mm-hmm. we're gonna get a lot of variations of, of like eu stuff because i think that they realized that it actually sells well what sells is always a jedi who falls into being a sith and then is able to redeem themselves like that's a common kind of parallel Mm -hmm. that we always go through um and we saw that with bastilla when she sided with darth malik for a brief time after he captured her and you know tortured her and all that kind of fun stuff you always gotta have some torture in order to turn to the dark side (laughs) like that's just the common factor uh yeah yeah I do love that she falls. Co- Sorry, go ahead. You can keep the cool costume after you like yeah. back and stuff. And, like, <laughs> That's you true. Just kind of dress them all up the way you want. No, you can, yeah, I would always just make them all evil anyway. <laughs> anyway, go on. Uh, I love how she falls in love with Revan, mostly because I do like romance stories um, with dark side intentions. Um, but then he, you know, he, he, she was done wrong though. You I'm so? sorry, I don't want to cut you off. No, go ahead. Yeah, did, did, you guys book, know her did, better than I did. Did you? That um, Revan. Yeah. No, nah, I don't have to pull him basi- down every time. But she yeah. basically is kind of like a housewife, and it's just like. Yeah, and he, I mean, like, you know, I get where he was going because he had to tie a lot of things together, but um, he just, he leaves her and and he leaves his child and he goes to fight this shit. Yeah. 
and just never returns. So it's it's tragic. And she knows, she feels it, and she she knows. And because Revan's not dead, he gets stuck in in stasis for a couple hundred years. Um, yeah, but you know, she obviously just grows old and dies alone. Happy time. Sad. <laughs> Super sad. Oh, well. <laughs> At least they had a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Some happiness. Yeah, that's that's important because then we get Satil, who I think is next yeah. on your list, right? Uh, actually, I have Nomi Sunrider, but if you want to talk about Satil, oh. I mean. Again, I've I've played some of Swotorn on all of it because I can't sit still for that long. Um, but she's so amazing. And that that cinematic trailer of her fighting Malgus in the woods on Alderaan is just oh. it's so beautiful. Yes. It's so beautiful. Like yes. it's it's what it's what we all aspire to with like Saber Guild and stuff. And we'll never hit that point because we're not, you know, we don't have the force, so we can't actually do backflips. Um, but like, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. She's so cool. <laughs> How, what do you think about her? Oh, she was awesome. There's <laughs> a, there's a brief run. They didn't really do a whole lot, um, for, of like comics for Schroeder, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, the game is cool. It's been a minute since I've been in with it, but like, Sally was, I, th- I thought that it was nice that they kind of continued it. Cause I remember being into her in the old Republic series and then the what was that uh, which one was that not the path of, the annihilation because there's another descendant of of like Revan and, and Basil in there too okay so they they did they kept that trend alive for a little bit in the in those novels which was nice but that yeah that that novel did Basil wrong getting back to the thread here that's unfortunate anyway yeah. Yeah. If anything, you just kind of wish that there was more of like time made for it. If it had to happen, something a little bit more poetic than what we saw. Yeah, I feel that way sometimes with with Jaina later. Certain authors like yeah, that kind of stuff. Troy Denning that just does not give her a very good justice. Uh, you know, I kind of cringe. Ah! Having, to, having to train with Boba Fett in order to know how to kill her brother. I'm cool. just gonna be over here in my hate corner and take a little drink. Well, I mean, that was kind of fun, but I just felt that, like, she felt very, like, flat whenever Troy wrote her, and, like, I don't know. It was, For me, it was from, coming from, like, a female author, to, like, stance that I'm going, no, I don't agree with that. Like, she just had more of a an edge, but we'll we'll talk about Jaina later. So, moving on. So, still in the t- same time frame. So, Nomi Sunrider, so another fan favorite. Uh, she was in Dark Horse Comics 7 and spiraled into The Tales of the Jedi by Tom Beach and also by Kevin J. Anderson. Um, originally, she was kind of a sketch in, like, a... Oh, like a stained glass thing that was featured in The Clone Wars. And then they were like, oh, why don't we... Why don't we write more about this character? And then she just became kind of a, a fan favorite. And then... We even get some of her descendants in Abel Pina's Lone Wolf uh, story, so which is really cool. Um, what's sad about her is like she got married pretty early on, and then her husband was like brutally murdered in front of her. Um, Rest in peace. Yeah, and it, all for some. It's one of like crystals. It's one of the few examples of like reverse fridging that I can think of in fiction because like he dies and she's like, "All right, I'm off on a quest now." Like it's yeah. <laughs> I I which has got I a like lot it. got a lot to do, you know. She's got yeah. a... <laughs> She's like, all <laughs> right, well, 
it's it's cool ah. how like it's it's really rare that we see like mothers with young children going out and like doing cool stuff and yeah. that's that's one of the cool you know like she's got a baby strapped to her like most of the time that she's doing yeah you know running around like it's just it's it's refreshing to see i really Absolutely. i appreciate that i agree yeah no that's so true and if then, the star wars didn't have powerful women in the eu <laughs> uh, <sorry>. definitely. <laughs> definitely do right <laughs> come on now like, i'm yeah. sorry i gotta stop I gotta stop. Continue. No, it's okay. <laughs> no one's gonna complain. We love our Legends Library fans. Everyone is really yeah. lovely and kind, and no one has ever said any. Um, and we don't have any weird stalkers. Um, <laughs> you had to say it. <laughs> I had to say it, guys. We I, I, just a, a brief. It, it, things happen. Um, not with Legends, but elsewhere. It's it's anyways. Moving on. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so Nomi, what what's really cool about her is yeah, like she's fighting in the Great Sith Wars against like the rise of Exar Kun. Um, she does witness Ula Keldroma kill his brother, um, and then you know eventually she becomes the Grand Master and like kind of her again, like you guys said, like her arc is really just powerful. She just kicks butt the whole time and just says like, eh, "What are you gonna do? I got a baby on my back. Like, <laughs> I got stuff." Yeah. Uh, now that Corinthia is gone, I I did want her to be around for this point. But talking about Darth Treya or slash Kreia, also formerly known, uh, human wonderful character, human Jedi Sith triumphant. Um, what a cool character, you know, like teaming up with Darth yes. Nihilus and Darth Sion. Um, eventually he obviously does die because most Sith get beaten. Um, but she trained Revan um, during the Mandalorian Wars. Uh, she also pulled Revan from the mass shadow generator. So I thought that was pretty cool. What do you guys think about her relationship with Mitra Surik? This is where I confess that I haven't played KOTOR 2 because, again, I don't really do video okay. games. <laughs> I, got, I got you. Mitra was the... Um you know, the exile, right? And so to put it all in like a nutshell quick, um, you can kind of think of it like, okay, so Treya, and because Nice of the Old Republic, there's so many like tie-ins with it, but um, the triumvirate that you mentioned, because it, it, you didn't play it either, right? So that's right, because you don't play video games either. So um, the triumvirate became like, she was kind of uh, their mentor, so to speak. Um, and eventually they, they turned on her because Nihilus is like this, this, um, that's what Sith do. Cannot, <laughs> yeah. And you cannot pacify his, like the void that he is or is becoming at that point. And, um, Sion, so him and Sion, like, uh, become the Diumbrit and they, um, they exile, uh, Kreia and they strip her from the force. So she pretends to be, she's this old woman that you find pretty early in the, in the story of Coder 2. And you don't know, really know about her for a good bit. And she's just like, oh, frail. And she only has, she's missing an arm and whatnot, right? So it's just like, oh, she's under that guise. And she ends up being this, um, she pretends to be like, you know, remember Vergeer? Yes. Oh, we're going to talk about Vergeer. Yes. Yeah. So she is the, 
as far as the video games are concerned and in every which way like a, that's a good comparison to how she is because she's lying the whole time right and she actually is um once she, she also returns her connection to the force because that's what nihilus and um uh scion take from her and then she obviously turns on the exile and 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 them as well it's it's this whole thing yeah but so yeah the, the relationship with mitra is uh really messed up manipulative she's part of the crew so she's like part of your team the entire time you know and like she'll pull you aside say some stuff to you um and a lot of times she's trying to guide you and like it's seemingly the light you know but it's really for her own motivation you know <laughs> to okay. to get you up against the diumvirate which are which is really Triumvirate. her former no no oh, they yeah, become the, the diumvirate nihilus yeah, and right. scion yeah um they throw her out of like the empire that they created because they also were the, the triumvirate um killed the jedi order for the most part mm -hmm. it was the it was the second jedi purge yeah the first, uh, you know i mean sorry not the second um but the first uh, Jedi Purge in which like, yeah, it, it was devastation just kind of like around that time of New Hope, so to speak. Yeah, well, um, Nihilus, he attacked so that conclave and then sucked everyone's life dry, except for his apprentice. For, for the, for what? When Nihilus, he attacked a conclave. Yeah, no. That's how he got his apprentice. Yeah, that, that's planet. the whole thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah his, his, his apprentice was just like a surviving girl. He's so um, yeah. yeah, they um they, and they're like a big playable race um in, in this voter, they're the Miraluka. Um and she's just like this disturbed like orphan because yeah, she, he killed her planet and like uh so she she's like part of like a cult with him, so to speak. And then she you also like she breaks away and joins your squad. So okay. she's like one of your characters that kind of said, speaking of Visas, you know, she was like a really cool character from the time yeah, from Coder 2. Um, and yeah, she, so, so, and she doesn't see through like conventional means, right? She, that's why she has that drape over her eyes. Um, so she's blind and they see the all Miraluka see through the force and it's, it's their gift. And uh, yeah, so she always teeters because you can tell that like Nihilus had destroyed her. Yeah, but well, then he she like actually you can turn her to the took light her now. eyes out too, though. Even she didn't. Huh? Like, he actually took her eyes out too in in the comic. Uh, there's a moment yeah, where yeah, you that, see it, like her like, blood dripping down is pretty intense. It's like unnecessary. Yeah, she's <laughs> already know? blind. Yeah, just, it's I, like you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like that's why I sit there. Um, Expletive, off the rails expletive expletive expletive, expletive. <laughs> off yeah. the rails reminds me of that moment yes. in rogue one when they they pull the the bag over and he's like ah! are you kidding me like <laughs> i'm blind I'm yeah blind. i love that moment yeah i rogue, love rogue one me too we all love rogue one what a fantastic yeah. fantastic movie so in the end no, darth no, treya no I retract edit i'm teasing no but darth treya <laughs> when Des can she she Dark does Tram. die by Mitra Surik in the end. She does kill her. Yes, she she kind of becomes the big bad to put it in mild yeah. terms. <laughs> yes, and she's really really skilled though. She has three lightsabers that she wields constantly, so she'll have them like spinning all around her body, and that's so. I always thought that because of like the saber throw being a universal but like generally dark side kind of a skill. Yeah. Um, she was pretty cool as far as attributes and all that fun stuff. She was uh, intensely powerful. Yeah. And very like deceitful. Yeah. 
She looks yes. beautiful. Uh, skipping ahead to Again, like, a different time period, if if we may. Uh, so looking no. at no. <laughs> Uh, well, still speaking of dark side powers, though, so <coughs> Belia Darzu. Now, Catherine, I don't know if you've read the Bane trilogy. Uh, she's only briefly oh. mentioned in this story, and she's a Dark Lord of the Sith. Who she's pretty cool. You you would actually like her. She's a a shape sister, shifter. I don't know why that became <laughs> such a tongue tie for me. Uh, who rose to power in the Sictus Wars with her Techno Beast. So she created this like basically. Um, like a nanovirus that infected animals so that they became these metanecrons and they grow these metallic tumors and they become like just animal skeletons, but they're all metal. And so Bane goes to Tython because she actually eventually settles on Tython, even though the Jedi are, are finally the Jedi and they're, they're out of there. Uh, and he goes to retrieve her, her holocron that's, known to be on this world and he comes across all these techno beasts and like has to fight them but they're not animals anymore they're just like wicked uh distortions of of uh what they were um and that's all we really get about her and <clears throat> i wish we had more how do you know anything more about oh. her yeah techno beasts are just like a theme with the set they love their yeah their Sith alchemy yeah, exactly. So now jumping forward another thousand years to ten fifty BBY, we have Kara Holt, who I love Kara Holt. I don't know about you guys. I adore her. I think she's she's fun. She's, fun, she's butt kicking, she takes no nonsense. Uh, she's like the perfect Jedi in every way. Because she's just like she beats all the Sith and saves children and just goes well i gotta go back into the fight so see you guys later <laughs> <laughs> you know it's it's nice to to see some appreciation i was just on another show and and like my Aaron came up and they were like oh it was such a bore and i was like what i hear that no, often like i've heard other yeah, people say like, that it, and i'm like how is it because it's a female character book? like i don't get how they don't enjoy no, it no no i I think I don't I haven't even heard like that kind of stuff as far as it just being like a female I've heard just like I just don't get it like, that they just say that she's like a really dry character and it's just like well I mean like a lot of Jedi are that's like the reason why you know usually we read about ones who kind of step outside of the bounds a little bit yeah um you know then there's the noble ones of course but like a lot of our mo like more interesting fun stories are definitely like kind of folks who step outside that realm yeah. so a lot of them are just kind of normal but like it wasn't really i don't know i i like carrot and the the world building was incredible i mean like look who wrote it yeah it's so, john jackson miller like how could you man, not enjoy that book yeah like, come on guys and there there were yeah there were like like sith fiefdoms yeah you know, it was broke up like like um, the daemonite like, you know, and odinite yeah mm -hmm. yeah when, it, was, it was awesome yeah when we talked to john jackson miller he said his inspiration were the russian oligarchs for these Sith, uh, and just kind of how they've created their own little like mini empires, fight amongst each other, and then you know fight for scraps. And like, <laughs> I I love the concept of like the head grandmother Sith, and have having all her children having once killed each other, and now the grandchildren are now also trying to all kill each other. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the know? beat goes on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Odeon, Damien, Dramica, 
Arcadia. I loved Arcadia when they go to that kind of frozen world and she's just so suave and like, oh, we're going to be friends, little Jedi, and then imprisons her in that, like, torture locker. Like, <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that one, a very harrowing moment. Uh, I also really like her relationship with the Bothan spy. I think she was very, like, a good foil to him. And, you know, when she steals his suit and, like, barely fits in that stealth suit and he's just, like, cursing her the whole time and then finally, like, kind of gets back at her a little bit. But... Uh, no. What did you think of Bud? Yeah, he was cool. Um, he was definitely my favorite character in that book. Forgive me. Yeah, I like Jared. <laughs> I thought well. he was cool, but uh, but Kara was really fun. I like the novel more than the the comics, but that's just me. Um, I thought that they really went into Sith culture a lot. Um, you know, and Dark Nell in particular is kind of like one of those very famous spots and in the lore and uh, the fact that we got a chance to, to see a lot of that um, to the point that like the Sith overlord and that like, you know, changed the language of the planet and stuff yeah. and to see her like of all places for her to end up. I was like, this is, this is pretty cool. So yeah, I don't know. I like the story and a lot of it more so than Kara, but I actually, I did like her. I do not understand why everybody is so anti Kara. Yeah, <laughs> Catherine, what do you think about Kara? I, I keep saying all these characters are a lot of fun, but it's like, that's, yeah, like <laughs> she's, yeah, they are. Um, yeah, I love like her tenacity. Like she's just always out there, you know, ready to fight the fight. Um, yeah. And it's such an interesting situation to put her in of like behind enemy lines with the Sith. Um, and she's, you know, doing her best with the resources that she has. So yeah, I think it's definitely. a really neat concept to explore. Well, she has zero resources. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's it's certainly a situation. Yeah. And takes down everyone. Yeah. She's awesome. I think, yeah. She needs more recognition, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh so let's skip ahead a little bit, not too far in the timeline, but again, this is going back to the Darth Bane books, though. Sorry, Catherine. We can talk okay. about Darth Sana, but I want to talk about Githany first. Kyle, I adored Githany. Um Catherine, she's this character who basically kind of lures Darth Bane into like a false everything is okay when she realizes he's like this powerful lord and that he could probably just destroy them all really quickly. Um, and she kind of becomes his master but doesn't teach him everything. But she was a former Jedi who had taken a lover uh, and then like diverted to the Sith. And there's one really good line about her that one of the Sith says and he just said, I'm surprised the Jedi ever took her in. Like, <laughs> like that's so much you're like, ooh, like this girl is going to betray everyone. And she, you know, she, she works her way around to do it. That's that's because the Jedi are willing to see the best in people and give them a chance. Unlike the Sith who eat yeah. their young. Yeah, but the One Jedi smack. are the ones who create a lot of the you Sith. Know, like, so, like, she Sith. was a Jedi and she became they, they a Sith. Are. So, like, Jedi mm. do it to themselves, what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, Every time. Yeah. So when she does betray them... Sith... Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, Sith just need to be smacked. <laughs> sorry, go on. No. Yeah. no. I disagree. Possibly <laughs> with a lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. That's a teamy up against me Smack. here. <laughs> you Jedi lovers. Uh, no, does... I love the Sith too, but come on. 
Anyway, yeah. go on. Don't worry. Someday she she does die in the end when Bane convinces the Brotherhood of Darkness to use the Thought Bomb during the fourth battle of Rusan. Um, and, like, Lord Khan, like, he's just kind of like this twisted Sith Lord. And they go by Lords. They don't he go by... He was a punk. Yeah, he was. And, like, they Lord go by... Khan was a punk. They were all punks. <laughs> they were. I, I so go with Bane on everything that he was saying. He's just like, these guys don't know anything. Yes. They're, they're so like caught up in this frat party, and it's just like, just kill them all. It, <laughs> it so really funny. is a frat party. <laughs> that, yeah. That, that sums up a lot of Sith stuff, is they're just a bunch of frat boys. Like. Yeah. <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> Can you imagine like just being like teenage Bane? You know, or somewhere along the way when he was yeah. in school, and it's just like kids are like, you know, like like checking out what they can do, and he's just like, I will murder everyone. Yeah, yeah, that was a probably little, him. Little Sith frat house going on. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. stop it! I'm just teasing. <laughs> Go on. Well, don't worry. They do all die in that thought bomb, and horribly because they a lot of them yes. stay in that stasis bubble. And she gets evaporated because, you know, she had the the final moment where she goes, oh, maybe I shouldn't follow this guy anymore. But uh, he turns to dust when she's escaping. So <coughs> sad. But she does not end up being his apprentice. Instead, that becomes Darzana, who is our next female we've got. And Darzana is the first of the apprentice line of the Baynite line. Um, she was first brought up in Darko McCann's the Jedi versus Sith comics, but and again, Catherine, you, you really need to read these books. They're Zana. Yes. I think you'd really like her. Like she's yes. just phenomenal. She sounds interesting. She's very interesting. Um uh, you know, she was taken by him when she was like nine or something and brutally killed some Jedi because they killed her little mm-hmm. animal friend. And justifiably I probably would have <clears throat> done the same thing in her shoes. Uh, yeah, she she killed them good too. Yeah, like they were like broken and twisted. And Bane's like, "All right, little girl, yeah. you want to come with me? <laughs> like you're my yeah." Princess, it was after so. yeah, it was after a lot of damage occurred. Yeah, you know, everything yeah. was like there was like fire, right? Like you know, it was just kind of like <laughs> yeah. Well, the the <laughs> the, ru- the, Sith, the wreckage, <laughs> the Sith and the Jedi fighting. Like there was so much just like darkness released on this world that it changed these animals into like these little creatures that would attack the Jedi, so the Jedi had this whole let's just kill the animals kind of ethic that they started going through, which is really horrible, but thankfully she kills them, and her next test was to meet Bane, because he doesn't actually take her. He's like, well, I'm gonna go to this world, Onderon, and I'll see you there, and leaves her on uh, Rusan, so she finds this family in this ship called the Starwig, and it's one of the Jedi soldiers, and Bordon and his sons, and she just she, she goes for a gun and kills one of the sons, and then immediately kills everyone else on the ship. Uh, and it's pretty brutal. It's like a little girl mass murdering, and you just gotta get used to it. <laughs> what, yeah. do you, what do you think about yeah. when she gets to Onron? Like, I I love the scene where like Bane comes flying in on one of those Duxton kind of creatures. Yeah, yeah I like, love that scene in it's particular. It's so cool. Because like, Bane, he doesn't actually land on Onderon. He flies from another world yeah. on a winged creature <laughs> after he finds um, a holocron and gets covered in the 
Oh, sorry, he doesn't find Holocron there. He gets covered in the Orbalis. Um, eventually, when she's older, you know, she's used as a spy, but still, you know, she kind of, like, infiltrates little groups, and then she discovers this guy, Hedden, who really has an interest in, like, Sith artifacts and becomes, like, obsessed with the fact that she's a Sith and tests her, and she uses him to, to fight against Bane, but, of course, that fails, and she swears allegiance again to Bane. Uh, later, she she finds a Jedi who was a former Jedi, actually. This guy's kind of funny. Um, Seth Halen was a Jedi who decided to use his powers to get rich from casinos and just be like a general womanizer and kind of a dipshit. And she's like, maybe he'll be my apprentice because he's, you know, kind of leaning on the dark side and takes him in. But, of course, that doesn't work out. She meets Darth Cognus, who is like a formidable opponent and like what we discussed earlier with Corinthia like she just kind of sits back and waits to see which between Bane and Xana is going to survive because Cognos honestly could kill either of them very easily um do you remember what species she is Kyle I totally forget yeah she's um uh the one that sticks to Tina is um the horns yeah uh Iktaki no yeah Iktaki yeah something like yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, just a little fun fact about Zana. Uh, the Darth name was given to her by Abel Pina. And in one of the General Grievous stories that he wrote for Star Wars Insider, he, Grievous actually inherits her lightsaber. Somehow. We don't know. Because I haven't read that story. <laughs> so, moving on. Okay. So we're going to skip ahead now a couple thousand years to Vergier. So, let's. Let's talk some Fosh. Kyle, if you, you want to lead off about Vergier. Yeah, Vergier changed, like, um, and Matthew Stover with her changed um, the entire theory on the Force. Vergier was uh, awesome. That's like a whole conversation that we could have. It's just as far as like the philosophy of the Force based on um, the book Traitor, yeah. where she is torturing Jason. So, but otherwise, though, Vergier is kind of introduced to readers as far as being this um captive slash just familiar so not really they don't it, it's just she just seems off-putting they don't really quite know um it's she's just like a familiar to the yuzon vong when they invaded the galaxy during uh, the new jedi order era yeah so we, and then, we um, first hear better in as jason planet yeah and that yeah that's uh, going back she was a she was a jedi who kind of ventured out and then got wrapped up into some things <laughs> yeah so now there's a cut yeah and then uh other events occurred in which she eventually ended up in caribou's on bong <laughs> yeah. and yeah so she effectively left like um left here left our our galaxy yeah taken by the far outsiders as they were kind of coined at that mm-hmm. time yes when she left she she left uh I think a lot of what shaped her is her master as well, um, Thracia Cho Lim, was there during like when she was hatched, and what's going on? And uh, her master like got married several times, which I think is kind mm-hmm. of funny, um, mostly for the fact that like the Jedi were really against it, being like you shouldn't be getting married every. 
10 seconds, <laughs> but you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, I don't know if that influenced Grigier to have kind of a a different perspective because, you know, already her master was was different in that sense. What do you think about that? I'm sorry, I was I was uh, responding to something here real quick. Can you say that one more time? Uh, just kind of the relationship with her master and how her master's tendency to get married and like have attachments, how that could have influenced Brigitte into the character that she became and then her darkness of the force. Do you think that's what caused it? I think that influenced it for sure. Like if she had a regular boring Jedi, she probably wouldn't be so like abstract and out there. So. What do you think about her, her death scene in the Battle of Ebok 9? Protecting Jason. Uh, with the, with the, the tears. Yeah. Oh, and the tears. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to you yeah. say anything about that, Catherine? <laughs> yeah, I, bring Catherine into this. Cause this yeah, is, this yeah, we're getting into Mara territory. Um... <laughs> Mm-hmm. I I have very complicated feelings with that whole like part of <laughs> Mara's story, um, but in terms of a way to kind of you know, like I I like where they went with that. It's an interesting. It's an interesting thing. That's yeah. With Mara being sick for like the first half, not half, but the first large amount of the new Jedi. Yeah. Order. Yeah, I kind of like, you know, if I was in charge, um, I think it would have been really interesting to have Luke be the one who's sick instead, because um, like, I think we can all agree that he sort of has like this rise to godhood over the course of the EU. Like, yeah, it's just, you know, it's inevitable. Like he's the main character, like it's going to happen. Um, so it would have kind of like put the pause button on that. And I also think that like, um, like, as interesting as it was to have Mara have to learn to like accept help kind of thing with her illness, um, I think it also would have been interesting to like have her like it, it would be a growth of compassion for her um, if she had to like deal with Luke being the one who was sick. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's I'm not necessarily going to say it's good or bad, but it certainly was a choice to have it be like cured through her birth of Ben Skywalker as well. Like it, it was a choice. It's, I don't know. I have complicated feelings about the whole thing that we don't really have time to get into. Um, And I don't really even have like a thesis to this. It's just kind of, it was, it was definitely a product of its time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You really didn't like the uh, the sickness angle. Yeah. I think it was... it's I think it's interesting. It's just I don't know. It's there's well, and, I, and I have complicated feelings about it. Yeah, <laughs> there there had to be the because I mean it was a retcon, so to speak. But like you know, Nominor, the whole introduction, all of that, yeah. you know, the manipulation, um, the fact that Vergier's tears was or were the the cure for right. Mar- Coombe spores, weren't they? Coombe spores, I think. Something C-O-O-M-B. Like yeah. Coombe spores. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Because I hated it because <laughs> Mar was sick and like, 
yeah. the entire time. And and it made me appreciate her more when she when she returned. But yeah, so there there's we have to come back. We could do an entire like half hour on on I'm looking to go further than that on Virginia alone. Yeah. Um we should because and we all love Matthew Stover, so we should just kind of yes. like do um like a pause or uh not pause forgive me, but like a little spot on uh Virginia. Yeah, they get that novel changed that everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people say, you know, she got retrocon retconned into uh becoming a Sith. And it's like I still agree with like the decision they made and i i think that it's just like because i know that a lot of people say to that undo, uh, like it, it it undo uh undoes what what was done with matthew stover and it's just like i don't think so I, it's clear that like she you know uh that she is is clearly has evil tendencies like look what she does to jason well she and tortures so, him regardless yeah. of yeah regardless of the, like uh, you know the enlightenment that you're trying to get to it's just like um, I mean, you know, we all remember Deadpool, right? And she just like puts him in the, in the chamber where he can't breathe, just breathes enough to stay alive. So he's like, ah! and it's like, essentially, that's like what's going on with the embrace of pain. Like, <laughs> well, so what's if, twisted if you're about willing to do that to any creature? Yeah. I mean, come on. I... So, well, I'm sorry, what? Well, and you think about the embrace of pain, like Jason kept it and used it on Ben and. You know, when someone gets tortured and victimized, sometimes they unfortunately become that same kind of person. Um, and he really did with this case with, you know, wanting to use that device and torturing his Lots poor nephews, you know, his cousin, and, you know, like, which is just crazy. Like, um, uh, Jason. Yeah. We, we got a lot yeah. of things to say about Jason. Um, actually, you were talking about her tears. It just brings me a little thought about Greek mythology again. Um, so Medusa, she's one of those characters that is obviously always misunderstood because she was a rape victim that was turned into a Gorgon. Or she was a Gorgon, but turned into the, the snake-headed Gorgon that we, we know her. But her name actually means savior. And when you take her blood, it, it actually will heal you. And her blood was given to one of Apollo's children, who's kind of like the god of of medicine and he starts saving people with her blood and that just kind of i don't know it just for a moment it made me think about yeah. medusa and how she's this character who is put into the situation and like changed not by her own any of her faults and it's kind of like with Virgier, like she's forced to become a bong basically like a toy for them and then lives with them for 50 odd years until she can come back and at least like she kind of held them off for a little while but to a point you know so moving on so yeah we have to return for this <laughs> yeah. all right yeah. speaking of returning i'm gonna have to tap out i got some stuff i gotta get ready for okay. tomorrow but this has been lovely yeah. uh yeah thanks for having me on i know you guys are gonna go for like probably another hour <laughs> yeah sorry. no i i also have to like like get going here soon so Aww. maybe we'll we'll get to we'll get toward the end here well, do you want to talk maybe a little we'll... bit before about mara before we leave just so you get some I mean, stuff about mara i talked a little bit about it earlier but i just i i love how complex she is and i mm -hmm. love that like she's not any one thing um and i love i love how well like 
what an amazing narrative foil she is for Luke. Um, because they're really like, he needs somebody like her around to not be nice because he's too nice. Um, like he's also tempered death, but like, you know, it's, I, I just, I love their relationship. Like they're just, they really, they balance well off of each other. Um, and I really, I really wish like, um, so Timothy Zahn was writing a like Skywalker family road trip book when uh-huh. Mark was killed off and like, you know, cause he wasn't told in advance really that she was going to be killed off. Um, and after how much fun the Luke and Ben road trip was in Fate of the Jedi, I just really, I wish I could like see Timothy Zahn's notes from that or something because I feel like that would have been such a fun book. Um, but yeah. I love her. She's great. I um, I love doing her costume. I love the, I talked a little bit earlier about the Saber Guild performance that I do with her. And I just like, it's so like, I don't know. I feel like the word empowering is overused sometimes, but like, I just feel so great when I do that show. And it's because the show is really just about like Mara overcoming, like, just really like you know, she's already defeated Palpatine's last command, but she still like is dealing with a lot of stuff internally about it. Um, and it's just such a like powerful thing to perform that. Um, yeah, I just, I, she's really great. And I think that it's rare in any franchise or any story that we get such a complex female character. Um, so I really appreciate her the way that she is. Yeah. How did you feel about her her death scene? You feel it was at least written well, or no? Because like I I agree with <laughs> Timothy Zahn on this because like I talked to him at a convention about it once, you know, and he said you know like his his I don't want to put words into his mouth. I don't I don't want to say like displeasure or anything like that because I don't want to like put those words into his mouth. But like what he said to me was that when Mara Jade decides to kill somebody, that person is dead. She wouldn't hesitate. Um, yeah. and I really think that like with how brutally she was trained by the empire that she would not fall for Jason, you know, repl- like projecting Ben's face over his own so he can stab her in the yeah, ankle I, with a poison dart. Like, like that's that just either. not, yeah. Like, you know, I, I think I, I, I do like the situation of the reason that she was going after Jason is because like, this is, you know, like, she's having like a trauma spiral basically because she sees like with what happened to her and she's seeing signs of that of what's happening to Ben and you know because Jason is torturing him and you know like manipulating him and all that kind of stuff and so she's freaking out um and like that that setup is good but just the the execution of it was just I'm not yeah I'm not a fan definitely behaves like any mother would like I love that she doesn't do any kind of monologuing like she just goes in for the kill yeah yes yeah like and it's it's I think I think honestly it would have been like I know that the story wasn't done with Jason yet um but it would have been really interesting the repercussions like if she had been the one to kill him like within the family like that would that would dramatically change her relationship with Leia you know even if Leia you know understood that this was necessary like just the there would still be like you know, you still can't get over, you know, if somebody killed your kid, like, even if they deserved it, like, 
you know, and yeah. they were messing with your kid kind of thing. Like, it's just, it would have been really interesting to explore. Yeah. Um, I mean, he did try to shoot her down at one point, Leia, that is. Yeah. So, I mean, she kind of was expecting went, his death. Like, <laughs> yeah. When he went to Mara's funeral. Oh, man. <laughs> All yeah. of us just like cringed. Yeah. Yeah, it makes your blood coil, huh? <laughs> yeah. 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 But I'm glad he did. On... <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and and on that note, like you know, Mara Jade is is quite the the women or the woman of legends to to mm-hmm. uh bow out on for for my my time in this year, I think too, because it's getting a little bit late. I had I've been up since five thirty this morning, so I'm probably also going to uh, to come to a close here with you, Lisa. Oh, okay. I know there's more notes. I, I know we almost three got them all. pages still. We only managed to do one. <laughs> yeah, but we maybe we need a, a part two. <laughs> maybe we, do a part we do. Two. Yeah, yeah, but we covered a lot of ground and a whole lot of awesome characters. Yeah. Well, just, know, at least do... up until the new republic era so yeah. that's that's not too bad like a quick shout out you know like izan izard maya uh natasi dala ayala murix tan ayathal jaina justina lobi tahiri you know vasara we did talk about vasara you're to gev we didn't really chat her and we definitely didn't chat about tenel who is fan favorite for all of us and the hapen queen I speaking yeah. speaking of Tenel, I just want to have one little like we were robbed kind of thing of by you know things ending. Yeah. I I forever want <sighs> Alana Solo as like a teenager riding yes. her Nexu into battle. Like, can yes. you imagine how awesome that would be? Like, we were gonna get it. <laughs> you know, we were. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was like it was already in the mix, you know, and as just like a young Nexu, like getting out there and, and getting some teeth on, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was happening. It was She's be beauty. Great. She's grace. She'll eat yeah! your expletive face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we have so much that we lost out on, uh, but at least we have so much that we have at this point. Yes. And like, look at all these amazing characters that. You know we can talk about and like just sit for hours and i tire you guys out like i'm still like i drank coffee let's go <laughs> <laughs> and i don't drink coffee so. uh, oh my gosh if i would have known i would have i would have done all that um well i did send uh, you the photos of my notes but you know me i always go overboard um <laughs> well that's okay though it was a great episode like <laughs> well we can always do so. an, a part two some other time so but, mm-hmm. but Catherine, thank you so much for for joining us yes. again and thanks for having me if you could share with the listeners where they can get a hold of you and what more to come with legends con yeah um so the legends con social media is at legends underscore con on twitter and instagram and at legends consortium all one word on facebook and tumblr um, my own social media, I'm Martian underscore Mara on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I don't really use either of them. Uh, personally, I spend time managing other accounts and don't really do much with my own. Um, the Martian is, that's my my day job for, I'm a planetary scientist. I do stuff with Mars. Um, so yes, Martian Mara, cute little name. Um, 
but yeah, like I said, I don't really use either of those very much. Um, yeah, you Instagram shocked me the other day posting my cat. <laughs> I know. I, I posted a video of my cat. Like that's yeah. that's what Instagram mostly is for me is cat pictures and occasionally <laughs> cosplay pictures. Yeah, so I get that. Hurrah! <laughs> yeah, hurrah! <laughs> and that's Kyle, do you want to say where you can yeah. get a hold of? Sure. Uh, you can find me at Darnktarn on Twitter, or you can uh, find me at Left Hand Path Twenty Three on Instagram. Perfect. And everyone, you can always get a hold of me. And a slew of other things too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about the let? Well, we'll mention the consortium at the end. I'm sorry, Lisa. As yeah. You were. Uh, well, you can get a hold of both Kyle and I through Legends Library um, at Gmail or podcast at Gmail dot com. Also on Facebook and on Twitter. I do try to stay up on Twitter. I don't always, though, because... <laughs> Such a pool of hate. It's a pool Twitter. of hate. I, uh... <laughs> it's a completely functioning website now in the yeah. past few months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I did, I will say this, I did block Elon Musk because it was trending and I went, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so, so not like he ever paid attention to this show, but you know, case he ever did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't seem Even like... though you have Star League. <laughs> yeah, I've got right. Star League. I keep calling it... Um... What's it in... With Arnold Schwarzenegger? I just blanked on it. Skynet. I keep calling it Skynet. <laughs> and like people yeah. are like, you have what? I'm like, I have Skynet, you know, <laughs> Elon Musk. And they're like, what? I'm like, I don't know why. It's just in my mind. Like, So, uh, anyways. But yeah, you can get a hold of us through Legends Library Podcast at gmail.com. And everyone, thanks again for joining in and listening to this episode. Um, please share your thoughts on, you know, your great favorite female characters who kit butt. And we'll be back for, for more coming soon. And I'm Lisa. And I'm Kyle. And I'm Catherine. And may the force be with you. Bye. <laughs>